Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. No good. Rebound O'Neal. Great offense by Indiana right there. No dividend. Fast break. Donovan through the lane. Lobs to Rudy. Oh, my. Donovan to Rudy for two. Donovan now clapping and talking at Holiday. Holiday comes off a Sabonis pick. Pull up jumper. No good. Rebound Rudy. Donovan wants it. Donovan left side. Picked up by Holiday. Donovan powers. Euro steps. Floats. Scores. I will keep putting it on you all night. The Jazz by 22, 93-71, Donovan Mitchell, ladies and gentlemen. The Utah Jazz going to win by 30. Donovan Mitchell with 25 points, pretty much right on his season average. Rudy Gobert, 20 points and 14 boards. Indiana was going back-to-back, but before they should have been gassed, the Jazz were already pulling away, PK. That was a pretty strong performance. We can nitpick a little bit if we want. It wasn't perfect, but... They're by 17 in the second quarter, up by 12 at the half. That was solid. Uh, yeah, that's what I would expect the Jazz to do at home against teams in the bottom half of the East. <laughs> what? Good work. What? Bottom half of the Eastern Conference playoffs? Yeah. They are. They're in sixth place. You're right. It's not yeah. the bottom half of the East. Well, I mean the playoff teams. Yes. Okay, I guess I neglected that. I thought that was understood. Yeah. I, I expect him to do that. I guess that's a surprise to you, apparently. Not to me. I didn't expect a 30-point win. Expected a win, but I didn't expect a 30-pointer. Uh, yeah, do you get more if you beat him by 30? No, you really you don't. Any? You really don't. You get one. By pretty much it. No, 1.5, 1.8. That's a double win. I mean, it's just like Saturday night. They dominated a team they should dominate at home. Mike Conley hitting a few buckets. Getting the crowd going. Coming off the bench still. But he contributed. Shots went in. They did. Yeah. Made a couple of hustle plays, scramble plays. Winning plays, that's like call them. If he shot two of seven. Nobody would have cared yeah. about him getting to that 50-50 ball. <laughs> you refuse to acknowledge basketball is basically if shots go in. Well, that's what you get, that's what you get admire, points for. I admire your, your consistency. That is what you get but points for. But you would for. not even have brought him up. If he was two for seven, no, well, we probably would have brought it as two for seven. I mean, he's no, going to be what we talked about. Thirty? Who cares? Because they're probably going to need him when they get to the playoffs. They don't need him now, but they're going to need him and all that playoff experience when they get to the postseason. And when we get to the postseason, if he goes two for seven, you would bring him up. You wouldn't have brought him up today because what did Ingles shoot? What did Ingles shoot Friday, uh, Saturday night? Nobody. I don't know. Go look it up. He sucked. Okay. Shots didn't go in. But nobody cares. He had a bunch of assists. It's about winning. Joe was two for three. He didn't didn't pull the trigger that often in this one. And yeah, he pulled the trigger, I think, five to I think he was over five uh Saturday. But when you're winning big, you're you're doing the hustle plays. <laughs> or someone else is lighting it up. Well, I don't know that anybody really lit it up. I guess Conley did. In his limited role, but what everybody, what they're doing is what they're very much capable of doing. That's my whole point. They did what they're supposed to do, and that's that's a great sign. It was not in doubt whatsoever. A team that's coming in back to back, 
who's in the bottom half of the playoff hunt in the East, you should beat them. Now, by 30, yeah, that was more awesome by more than 15. But you should beat these guys like this. This is my level of expectation. This is not downgrading the Jazz. It's actually believing in them more than people who find it surprising. All right, we'll have more on this one coming up. The Jazz picking up win number 30 on the air. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Dame brings it up. Gets a screen from Whiteside. Goes left. Crossover. Three for the tie. Got it! A new career high with 11 threes made by Damian Lillard. Dame to set a new franchise record. Free throw on the way. Got it! 61 for Damian Lillard. He breaks his own franchise record. Damian Lillard having just a massive game. And they needed it to beat the Warriors at home, which I guess is a little bit of a red flag right there, but they got it nonetheless. Rain and threes, a couple of them really off the charts on degree of difficulty there, PK. So he made a lot of shots. He did make a lot of shots. Yeah, when he's hot, he can make a lot of shots. But there's still two games out of the uh, last playoff spot in the West. But he's, in, he's a real entertaining player when the ball was going in the hoop because... He can pretty much make it from anywhere within reason on a half-court offensive set. And he's got it going on. He's electrifying. Spurs are a half game behind the Grizzlies in the race for that uh, eight seed. The Spurs beat the Suns. Bryn Forbes, a career-high eight three-pointers. I don't know who Bryn Forbes is. A role guy who went off? I don't know. Is he a Michigan State guy, I think? I don't Correct. know. Spartan. Yeah, he's yeah, Spartan. I don't, I don't know. Pelicans beat the uh, Grizzlies 126 to 116. Drew Holiday, who the Jazz did not see when they saw the Pelicans, he's back. He went Twice. for he went for 36, mm. and the Pelicans won by 10. So getting all sorts of bunched up in the race for that last playoff spot. I know. Locke said that uh, New Orleans is going to get it when they beat the Jazz. Go look at it. It's on Twitter. He did say that. They're but... sitting three and a half behind the Grizz right now. So irregardless of the bunchiness. Yeah. It's over. Five teams separated by three and a half. David Locke has made it so. He said so. He's the numbers dude. He knows all things uh, NBA. Probably knows all their relative strengths of schedules and all that kind of stuff going forward, right? And Zion coming back tomorrow. Pelicans will finally have all their guys. All right, tonight, if you're keeping an eye on the, uh, the Western Conference... Clippers and Mavericks, NBA TV at 6.30. The Jazz, the Clippers, and the Nuggets all tied for second in the West. 30 wins, 13 losses. Dead even. You didn't even bring up Houston and James Harden, 1 of 17 on threes. They've lost four in a row. I can't believe it. Four in a row and five out of six. Russell Westbrook had a triple-double. Lost to the Thunder. But now he's had one against everybody in the NBA. Exactly. Keeping track of that. So they're in sixth place. Jazz finished third. You want to play the Rockets? Yak is shaking his head no. Why not, Yak? I was about to say yes. Fear the beard. Well, you got to play somebody. I mean, you're not going to. That's why we bring you here and pay you the big money. You got to play somebody. You want the Mavericks? I've got PTSD (laughs) with the Rockets. You want Doncic? I'd rather have the Mavs. They've got to play somebody. You want the Thunder. Thank you for the hard-hitting analysis. You want the Thunder. What more can I add to that? Yeah. I'll take you okay. See, they can bottle up Shea Gilgerson, Alexander. Oh, like that? They can bottle him up. 
Come on, they lost because they couldn't hit open shots last year. They're going to get those open shots this year, and they're going to hit them. Every Let team, your PTSD go. Every Ooh. team loses because they don't hit open shots. But I agree with you. They're much more prepared to make shots than they were last year. And really, I also agree with you in that your larger point that you're making, you're going to have to play whomever. So you can even look at uh, if the Pelicans really are pretty good and say they get that spot and then in three months when they have all their guys, are they really what would be classified as a true eighth place team? Now, I don't necessarily think they're going to be the Lakers, but the point is, I don't think they're going to roll over either because we'll have to see. I don't know. I don't know how Zion, I don't know if he's going to be healthy. I don't know if Favors tends to be injured a lot. And uh, But if they had all their dudes, could they win some ball games and cause you some trouble? For sure. It does look like the eighth seed will be a much softer matchup than any yeah, of the teams. But see, I, I disagree. But if I know what you're getting at here. It looks like on paper because it looks like they're going to be four or five games behind who six and seven thunder yeah. and so you would think that's a lot easier but your point if they're there because they lost a bunch of games in october and november and they're no longer that team it's the same thing you can say about the jazz they lost games in october and november and they're no longer that team yeah i think you could say that to a large degree about anybody you could say it about dallas because porzingis has been out blah 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 paul george and Kawhi leonard because they've been rotating in and out of the lineup so i think you can say so that who- about just about every team and anthony davis has been in and out but i think that of all the teams that you can say it about the pelicans you could say it about the most that this really isn't a true reflection of their team the other teams sure they've been missing guys left and right and you could say the thunder well they had so many new dudes in their starting lineup so they got all so i mean you you can you can make that reason for just about every team every year but I think the Pelicans would be the best example of it because they literally had what they perceived to be their best player out for 40-plus games. Did you watch some of that uh, Celtic-Laker blowout? Yeah, I was surprised. Lakers got off to a nice little start there and then got annihilated. <laughs> just crushed. Well, I mean, that's the NBA. And I know you like to make it uh, brain surgery, but the, the Celtics were hot. They were hitting all sorts of shots. Uh, Tatum got it going on and Kemba Walker's back. Hayward was okay, but those two guys and Jalen Brown's a nice player, and the ball's going in the hoop, man. And you got that much firepower, and it's working for you. It's going to be tough. Keep an eye on the Denver Nuggets. The Jazz are going to play them here in a uh, little while. Play them twice before the All-Star break. They beat the Timberwolves 107-100. And what do you make of Michael Porter Jr.? Not playing in college, being well thought of. Lots of people flying in, including to scout him here when he was supposed to be playing against the Utes, but he was hurt. And Denver sits on him for a year like, we'll draft the guy who's hurt and let him get healthy. And So he had a big game. 20 points and 14 boards. They need one more guy in that mix. Yeah. We were talking with Locke after the, the shoot-around yesterday, and he was pointing out all the guys the Nuggets are missing. You know, and make injuries for – make excuses for your team when they have injuries, but recognize – Hey, the other guys have some built-in excuses. And they're still winning a pretty good clip here, 30 and 13, dead even with the Jazz and the Clippers. At least from our perspective, I think Denver is the most undervalued team. We rarely talk about Denver. We talk you talk about the Clippers and Lakers and so do I, and but we rarely talk about Denver. And yet there they are. Yes. Kind of like the Jazz. Playing off in the mountain time zone, getting overlooked. But look how good they are if you I really look at it. I hate the phrase kind of. Just hate it. How about kinda? What's is what the same? Kinda. First cousin. Kinda. 
Just say it. No need to water it down. Listen to these post-game interviews and these guys constantly with the kinda. Just say it. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Weber State's nightmare season continues. They get blown out by Portland State, 92-76. The Aggies' nightmare, three straight road losses, put on pause there at home. They did lose to San Diego State at home. It's their only home loss so far, and the Aztecs are 19-0. And why aren't they ranked number one? That's a freaking joke. Drop from one to three. They should be undefeated. The only undefeated team out there. Gonzaga drops. You didn't beat BYU bad enough. It's nonsense. I'm not going to rest until San Diego State gets their just due. a kid. They're going for uh, 20-0 tonight. They got Wyoming at home, and Wyoming is winless in conference play. And his Dembo ain't walking through that door. All right, listen to the Aggies and Air Force. Scotty G's on the call. 9 o'clock, late game for ESPNU. Pre-game with Scotty G starts at 8.30 right here on The Zone. Hashtag college football. So USC's working on a defensive coordinator, Todd Orlando. That's a familiar name. Former Texas defensive coordinator. And somebody else, too. Utah State. Utah State. Graham Harrell will uh, stay with the Trojans. Nosing around the Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator job. But there All you go. that is for now. I mean, what did I read? Somebody... Just got, uh, was hired uh, by Novella, Florida State, and now he's leaving. He never coached one day. Well, Orlando was at Texas Tech yeah. for, what, yeah. a week now? Yeah, so don't be making pronouncements on who's staying and who's going. It's all for now. When does the coaching carousel officially slow down and we can drop for now? When does your spring ball start? I think till everything is settled in the NFL. Because that can restart the dominoes. In college, yeah, absolutely. And then what guy's going to get on a motorcycle with his uh, mistress? and Crash. <laughs> so, I don't know that you can ever say it's absolutely settled. Houston had the odd deal where they got off to a bad start, so their quarterback decided to redshirt the season, and then he decided to transfer, and Derek King is going to Miami. Florida's ex-quarterback is headed to Arkansas, the transfer portal. What will be settled first, the transfer portal or the coaching carousel? Coaching carousel. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Did you take some personal time last night to enjoy this accomplishment along the way? Had just been a cheeseburger and went to bed. Andy Reid, enjoying the championship just long enough to eat a cheeseburger. The AFC title. It's time to work on the Super Bowl. Tevin Coleman, dislocated shoulder in the NFC championship game. Head coach Kyle Hannon, Shanahan telling reporters he hopes Coleman will be cleared to play. So we'll have that little bit of drama. Waiting for medical updates over the next two weeks. Meanwhile, the Bengals refuting reports from ESPN that they would not consider trading the number one pick overall. Player personnel director Duke Tobin. That report was news to him. I don't know that any decision has been made for what we're going to do in April. We're early in the process. Certainly haven't had any meetings to determine that at this point. So, hey, auction that thing off if you can get enough. Or 
draft a quarterback who's got ties to Ohio and just won the national championship. All right, there you go. That's what's going on this morning. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Shamrock Plumbing. Give them a call, 801-295-1690. You can receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. All right, coming up, more on the Jazz. They take down the Pacers. On to the Warriors. On to the Mavericks. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Worst mistake I ever made as an official. Second and third, the shortstop was like, how many outs, Blue? How many outs, Blue? I look down at my clicker, I go, yeah, yeah, one out. Of course, the very next pitch gets hit right to her. She scoops it up, she's got to throw it to the plate. She fires it home, catch slide tag, safe. All of a sudden, this coach is like, Lacey, we got two down, go to first! And I'm like, they don't have two down. And I look back at the scoreboard, says two. Ah! And I just thought to myself, oh, I'm a dead man. <laughs> very next batter, base hit, three to one. Oh, Oh, no, man. <laughs> I'm standing there. I'm like, yep, here it comes. And I hear him like, Lacey, what are you doing? What, what, what? And all of a sudden I hear this, blow! He lit into me. Thankfully, <laughs> they rallied and won the game 5-3. I don't know how. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Question of the morning. Jazz roll over the Pacers. Of course, Indiana going back-to-back after playing in Denver the night before. So, that 30-point win for the Jazz, is that Indiana fatigue or the Jazz just that good? Yeah, I think they're just that good. Greg says it's a little bit of both. Show me a Jazz weakness right now. They are deep. He gave that about seven E's. Deep. Conley's going to be really good off the bench if they stick with that. I, mean, I don't know if they're going to stick with that. I'm with you on that. I don't know if they're going to stick with it either. But while he's doing the uh, minutes restriction and all that, and Matt Harper was talking about, you know, Mike Conley, when's the last time, you probably have to go back to like his first or second year in the league, that he got to play against backups. He's going to find life a whole lot easier when he gets to play against backups, not starters. I would say that, uh, you know, show me a weakness right now. Well, they did have 21 turnovers in that game. A few too many. Yeah, but see, I think Joe was getting loose with the ball because he knew they were way ahead. It wasn't a playoff atmosphere by any stretch. In the fourth quarter, it was an exhibition atmosphere. So is he making some of those passes? Yeah, two or three there later that, and I felt like, and he can speak for himself, but I felt like uh, he's not making those if it's a one-possession game. So... I'm not. Uh, I'm not that concerned about that. Uh, Twenty-one turnovers in a game in which you win by thirty. That's pretty much. You would take that one hundred percent of the time. So that's where you just can't look at raw numbers and draw c- definitive conclusions. Well, then you can look at how they finished the first half. They were up by seventeen. Thought they were going to push it to twenty, and they let the Pacers back in a little bit. It was down to twelve. Did they let the Pacers back in, or the Pacers got some NBA players who got back into it? They let him back in. I don't think they did. The Pacers pose your will on him. They, oh, they got up by that, 17. They took the foot off the gas a little cliche. bit. You're supposed to get on him and jump on him early. Blah, 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 blah. 
you know, we, we pretty much know what they're going to say at all times. I think Calvin nails the point on the uh, whole back-to-back issue here. He says, yes, it was back-to-back for Indiana, but keep in mind, this wasn't a game in which it was neck-and-neck neck for three quarters until the fatigue sets in. Utah really controlled this game for all 48 minutes over a playoff team that's vying for home court in the postseason. Truly an impressive win. Uh, yeah, they're sixth place in the East. Let's, let's not go crazy here. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Well, he didn't say. He said they were vying for home court in the East. Well, okay, that would put them at fourth place in the East. Right. And they're a game out of fourth. Game and a half out of third. And they're in sixth place. <laughs> they are in sixth. <laughs> for now. That doesn't downgrade anything. My way of thinking is it actually increases. The jazz. This it, is all about the I, Jazz. It's not about Indiana. And I think that uh, what you say is backed up by the fact that Calvin just pointed out that usually when a team's coming in and when the f- elevation and the back-to-back fatigue is an issue, it's late third quarter, early fourth before they run out of gas. Yeah, yeah. And the Jazz controlled this game right away because they were playing better. They Even in the first quarter, you could feel it. They were playing better, and they were opening up a lead. Oh, they're making shots. They've got a plethora of shooters who are all playing, I dare say, the highest level of confidence that they've ever played in since they've been in the league. It's O'Neal, yes. Angles, yes. Bogdanovich, I can't really answer for sure, but probably. Mitchell, yes. Uh, Niang, yes. None of these guys that I just mentioned have ever had more confidence than they have right now. Those just the way it is, and I don't think you can argue with any of those guys. And Gobert, and he's not much of a shooter in the way we define shooters, but clearly he's playing offensively with the most confidence that he's ever had because he feels totally comfortable with Joe setting him up, and now other guys are looking to set him up too. And so his mojo is at the highest that it's ever been. So it has nothing to do with Indiana and that cliche of teams back-to-back. They run out of gas in the third quarter, blah, blah, blah. blah. Why watch the game if it's already predicated? You know what's going to happen. That that becomes bogus television. Because so, it's fun to watch the Jazz win, people are answering. Right. But it's not about Indiana running out of gas in the third quarter because they're back-to-back. There's plenty of teams earlier in the year that were back-to-back, and they were blitzing the Jazz. It's about the Jazz improvement. And those teams, you can go back and look at them. The Lakers and Thunder. Yeah, and they were playing back-to-back. And I think Toronto earlier in the year was playing back-to-back. Blah, 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 blah. They didn't run out of gas. The reason why they didn't run out of gas? Because the Jazz weren't nearly as good as they were, as they are now. 17 and 2 in their last 19. 22 and 4, I think. Or 18, 18 and 4 since Joe got in the starting lineup. Those are the numbers you'll look at. I don't need to delve in to any deeper numbers. Others do because they're bored with life and they have to figure out other stuff. Well, you look at the standings and those ultimately are the numbers. And anybody else wants to tell you any different, good, good on them. And they're smarter than me. But the standings are what we judge your numbers by. That's what matters the most. Chris is all in. This game was never in question. Jazz is the real deal. The offense is flying. The defense only needs to be mediocre at this point to go to the conference championships. Uh, mediocre defense will get them there? They're just going to outscore people? Uh, depending on the particular game, but I think that you need to be better in the uh, postseason because that's when uh, the intensity really amps up. So I don't know you're, you're as free offensively, and certainly you're not as free offensively mentally. Because the pressure mounts 
and we've seen what pressure can do to f- to little Hall Famers who can't make a free throw because it's a pressure situation. Uh, so uh, you have to improve. You can, I don't th- to answer your question. No, I don't think you can be me- mediocre yeah. defensively. But I don't think with Gobert you're ever mediocre defensively. And back to the deepness, I don't think they are deep at that position. Bradley is what everybody's going to attack. As soon as Rudy goes out, drive. Try to get to the rim. Yeah. How well is Bradley going to play? How much is he going to stay out of foul trouble? How many shots can he contest while staying out of foul trouble? Well, if you're assuming that they don't add anybody between now and then, I'm not. That is what I'm assuming right now. I'm not. Still could be a move out there. We have heard that. We were told that while we were standing there together. Yeah. So I'm not going to assume anything. They can add a defender, potentially. That can give them some more, uh, some more help up there. Because Gobert, and he goes down, his team's in a world of hurt. Because he provides something that nobody else provides, at the level that he provides it, for sure. We would all agree with that. But you can't be deep everywhere. It just the finances don't allow it. Everybody's got something. Everybody's got somebody if that player goes down, they're in trouble. Yeah, and I think every team has something. You know, you look at the Lakers, they don't exactly just scream a bunch of perimeter three-point shooting. They're capable, but I don't know that that's their strength. You know, so every, everyone's got something that you got to worry about. And there's, You know, you may be the Warriors the last few years, didn't have much to worry about, but everybody else does. Alex has nothing to worry about. Alex posted on our Facebook page, DJ and PK, this many great games in a row is not a fluke. The Jazz are battle-tested and ready to roll. All aboard. I don't know that anybody's battle-tested through 40, 41, 42 games. That's what this next stretch is about? You're going to feel that way well, I think the all-star break? second portion of the season is what it's yeah. about. Yeah. Because now certainly, not that it really would happen that much, but certainly no one is going to overlook you. And they're going to be geared up. This is always a difficult place. I mean, you talk to opposing players over the years. They sort of enjoyed coming in here, at least to a minimum, to some degree, because of the intensity. The crowd's always into it. It's our team. Everyone's excited. And then you throw on the fact that they're really good. And so then people get even more excited. So they know, everybody knows that you come into this city and play this team now and you get you walk out of here with a win. That's a huge win for you. And whatever you're fighting for, if Indiana's fighting for home court in the first round, uh, if that's that important to you, uh, you know that, man, if you were able to get that win, the teams you're fighting with for that position, they're probably not going to get it. So you can get a leg up on them. Now, obviously, Indiana didn't get it, so it doesn't come come into play. But the fact is, this is a big game now when opposing teams come in. Because if you can get one, whatever it is you're contending for, that's an advantage that probably the teams you're contending with won't get. So it'll matter. It'll, it's not just another game. So see how the Jazz respond to that. I think they're really good. And I'm not going to go crazy over beating a sixth-place team by 30 because I think they're really good. And, yeah, by 30, that's a little eye-opening. I get it. But, you know, what's in the mindset of the guys for Indiana? They're looking at this schedule and thinking, man, if we come out of this one-and-one, one, that's pretty good because then we go to Phoenix and they suck. And so we'll have a day's rest between them, uh, that, and now. So, 
And, uh, you know, did they have the intensity in the fourth quarter? So was no. the lead extended maybe a little bit more than it should have? Yes. So, yeah, I mean, you can say that for sure. I don't have a problem with that. So the 30-point win, I mean, it's great. It's obviously great. But it, but the impressive it, part was being up by 17 midway through the second quarter. Agreed. They and, weren't gassed And that's that about the Jazz. Yeah, right. I don't buy it, the gas stuff. As I said, Toronto was in the same spot, and the Lakers were in the same spot, and the Thunder were in the same spot, the Lakers came and in they and didn't gotcha. fall. They didn't get gassed. It's not about the other team being gassed. It's about you being really good, and this ball club is really good. More people posting on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. Last season, after 43 games, the Jazz were 22-21. and 21. Well, everybody knows they're way better. We've known that since July. Eight games better. So DeGiro says the Jazz are not just good. They rock. They roll. Well, there's just going to be a little tiny difference between second and fourth. And I think that's going to impact the mindset of Jazz fans, how optimistic or pessimistic they are. If you have flinch at the end of the season and lose a couple and drop the fourth and you got to play the Lakers, it looks like they're hitting on all cylinders in the first round, that would be one thing. But if you— They're not going to play the Lakers in the first round. Or excuse me, in the second round. In the second round. Because yeah, you're in a 4-5 series again. But if they're a three or two and they've won some big games at the end of the year to get there and get in front of Denver or the Clippers or whoever— now, what, what difference does that make? They'll be more optimistic. So if I get blitzed by the Lakers in the second round, if I get blitzed by the Lakers in the third round, I'm not good enough. I don't care about that. I'm not going to. And that's such a mentality that is just destined to be a loser. Oh, we can't play them in the second round because we might get beat. But somehow in the third round, it's going to make a difference. It could. It could not. More playoff wins, more confidence. And as we saw with the Warriors last year, more chances for the other team to have injuries. Never know what things are going to look like. Great. But I so think let's that backdoor it and hopefully they get hurt. The ba- the worst part of that though is that if you lose the quote unquote big regular season games at the end of the year and drop to fourth, nobody's going to be walking in with the same level of confidence. It's that fragile, huh? Yes. And I think there's that little difference between the top teams. If it's that fragile, you're not going to get it anyway. That could possibly be true. That would absolutely <laughs> be true 100% of the time. If, you, if you're not sure you're going to win, you're not going to win. Because the guy who expects to win beats the guy who hopes to win nine times out of ten. And you only got to do it four out I of seven to win a series. Uh, Eleven times out of ten. So I don't necessarily know that they're going to play the Lakers in the second round. Now, I certainly obviously want the best matchups possible, so get the highest seed that you could possibly get. But if something happens and Gobert tweaks an ankle and has to miss three games and you go 0-3 and, and Denver or the Clippers uh, catch you, what have you, it doesn't spell doomsday to me. There's any number of factors that could lead you getting to a 4-5. That isn't necessarily, oh my gosh, that spells the end. Uh, The Lakers have a sense of vulnerability. Now, yeah, I'd rather play them in the third round than the second round. I understand all of that. But if I have to play them in the second round, if I don't believe that I'm going to win, I'm not going to win. And let's see what would happen at that point. 
I don't see where it looks like oh, they've got no chance. We knew the last three years against the teams, which was Houston and Golden State, we knew they had no chance. And consequently, they didn't have any chance. Whereas when they got to the Clippers and the Thunder, yeah, I like their chances. They might have a chance and they beat them. Well, we'll get the uh, measuring stick with the Jazz. The Jazz saw the Lakers early in the year, but obviously a lot has changed since then. And mid-March, they play them twice. Oh, a million things have changed. This is not even close to the same team. This is substantially different, much more improved, much better than what they were. October and November might as well not even have existed. Now, it does exist because it counts on your record, but this isn't near the same team. They've made major changes since then, and it's not just Clarkson. They're 18-4 and since Joe went in the starting lineup. That's where he belongs. It was clearly a mistake not to have him in there. But when you got 82 games, you can make mistakes and overcome them and figure out things. And they figured it out. And he's figured it out. Even when he's barely shooting or scoring, and that's the last two games where he didn't score, and then last night where he barely shot, but yet he's still having a significant impact on the game because his talent isn't about scoring. Exclusively. No. That's not, in fact, that's not even who he is. I, I don't want to say it's a bonus because you need him to score most times. When you're up big like they were early in these last two games, you don't. And I think he full well knows it too. It's like, you know, why waste time doing this? They don't need me here doing this tonight. I can do these other things. These guys got it going on. And so we got the, all these other scores here. And Joe is completely and totally content with winning the game and hardly scoring and hardly shooting because he's going to affect the game, particularly on offense, so many other ways. If for no other reason that if he's just out on the floor, he has to be accounted for. And that's what I, I want to ask him this week. How much fun is it knowing that you've got so much more room? The dimensions of the court haven't changed one inch, but there seems to be so much more room offensively, so much more spacing, so much more availability that... We've seen it, and, and the crowd loves it, and, and Bowler Jack, and whether it's Harping or Thurl, they love it. We love it if we're at home or in the arena where they make like five passes, and it ends up with a wide-open three, and it goes in. You can just sense it. By the time that fifth pass or fourth pass is on its way, you can hear, oh, you can literally hear the crowd. And that happened last night against the, the uh, Pacers, and they throw it to Bogdanovich in the corner uh, opposite the visitors bench and he makes the three and it's just and people refer to it they refer to it in the post game and they're throwing the ball around and that's fun well it seems like they've done it about 50 times this year and maybe because it's last year and i don't remember i don't ever remember i'm doing it i'm sure they did it sometimes but i don't remember it but there just seems like there's so much more spacing and guys instead of being open by one foot they're open by four feet everybody's a threat you can't leave anybody and, and so bogdanovich open by four feet that's, you know what that is? That's a bucket. That's three points. At least, at least 50% of the time, if not higher. And that's pretty sweet. More people. Uh, Jeff, start building the trophy case. Posting that on our Facebook page. What's the trophy case? Uh, Some place to put the championship. I think the oh, championship wow. trophy yeah, is what he's, yeah, that that's what incredible. he's... That's what he's getting at You know, right I don't there. rule it out. Anything could happen. It's a because it feels it's probably so a long wide shot, open. With but it's the Warriors. each time, each with each passing. I don't want to say milestone, but 
week, whatever designation you use, seems to me that the long shot is reducing. You know, was it 100 to 1? And is it 90 to 1? Is it 80 to 1? You get the point. I, I, I don't know that they're going to win it. I'd probably bet against it. But it is not getting more outlandish to say this team should be a definite contender well, for that prize. I think the thing that uh, opens everybody's uh, eyes here, gives everybody a little bit of hope, is that if you were offered any team or the field, wouldn't you take the field? You know, the last right few years, you, if you were offered the Warriors, you would take the Warriors, yeah. not the field. Yeah, you go Warriors. I'd still take the Lakers. You would. Because LeBron is just uh, LeBron. <laughs> I mean, he's self-defining. LeBron is yeah. LeBron. Yeah, I, I would take the field. I mean, it's LeBron at 35. As we talked to Steve Cleveland, played it this morning. He is just uh, uh, the ultimate defier. He's 35, and I don't see any physical difference. He could be 28. In the way he plays, he's not going to be a superstar to the highest level every game. I don't know that anybody is. And, and yeah, they lost against the Celtics on Martin Luther King Day. So be it. But he's still, he's the ultimate beast. And he has been for a number of years. So I get your point. The field is is a great pick. But I'd probably still go LeBron because when he's got his health, and he's got any semblance of team, he goes to the finals. Maybe he doesn't win it, but at least he goes there. And if he goes there, that means the Jazz aren't going there. Right, but he always went in the East, and it wasn't as deep as the West. He, I mean, he may go to the finals anyway, and he may win it all. Yeah. But it's going to be harder to do. I mean, we're, but yet we're pumping up Indiana, that 30-point win. Oh, the East sucks. So we're talking out of both sides of our mouth. He always went in the East. But Indiana, oh, they're vying for home court in the East. Look at them, and we beat them. What is it? The East is good. The East isn't good. Well, there's a difference between being good, being very good, and being great. And LeBron I think getting to the finals nine years in a row, whatever it was, is, is, is great. Right. And great takes down good. I mean, you can be a good team, but you're not beating LeBron. Then, then, then you got to be great. That's what I'm saying. So why wouldn't you take the Lakers? If great beats good and LeBron is great, then well, yeah, the Lakers most, are the, t- the, the team to pick. I think most people would say instead of winning one against one elite team, they're going to have to beat the Bucks. They're going to have to beat the Clippers. Oh, and they no, may no. have to beat somebody else. No, I'm not talking about winning it. I'm talking no. about getting the finals because, as I said, all I care about is getting to the finals. And if the Lakers get to the finals, then the Jazz don't get to the finals. So what difference does it make if they lose to the Bucks? And when I know you'd root against the Lakers because that's what we do around here. But in terms from the Jazz perspective, if whoever gets to the final, they're better than you. So your objective, I think legitimately, and people can respond, I think legitimate objective this year is to get to the NBA Finals. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Join the big show Thursday from 3 to 6 at the Warehouse, 86 East University Parkway in Orm. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. All right, the Utah Jazz pick up the win. They beat the Pacers by 30. That is 17 of the last 19. What's the record since Joe started? I, I looked it up, and I'd have to double-check it. I did it quickly. I think it's 18-4. and four. Was it the Laker game he went into the starting lineup? Yeah, and he got drilled that game. Yeah, then it is 18-4. You're spot on. He may have started earlier, though. So, but An occasional yeah, game I there. But I didn't look at all those games earlier. I don't think so. But since he went in permanently, and that's, that's a significant difference. Basically, it's a significant addition. Not only did you bring back the real Joe, you brought back the better Joe. I think Joe's playing the best he's ever played. He doesn't ever want to talk about it because it's talking about himself. But he clearly is a difference maker as a starter. There's all these points you can go back to since uh, Clarkson joined the team 12-1. and one. That, that, That's impressive. And the 12-1, and one, if you're looking for good wins uh, at the Clippers and... Home versus Indiana, a couple of them that jump out right away. I would say better wins because I think they're all good wins. There are no bad victories. I don't think so. Not not in the professionals. I think you can get into that stuff in college with the levels of talent versus your competition. but And you get it into pros, but it doesn't matter because they're, they're all adding up. You're not playing a, non, a crappy non-league schedule. There's no such thing as that in the pros. <laughs> Stacking the home schedule. Well, you played nine at home exactly. and three on the road. Yeah, we SEC, you know, notorious for doing all that stuff. So uh, you you don't worry about that at the pro level. So literally every win, in my mind, is a good one. Maybe you get some down in the end of the season when three or four guys are out and whatnot. It's it, a we, gimme. We saw that. They yeah. do that sometimes. Bad but teams we're not, are we're not that shutting that point it down. Yet. Not yet. We'll get there. Soon yeah, enough. We will, but... We're not there yet. I think everybody's playing for something, and everyone's trying to show something. And right now, to me, nobody is mailing it in. The only team that has a legitimate excuse is the Warriors. Ironically, that's who the Jazz yeah. play next. Because they obviously have a slew yeah. of injuries. Yeah. And why rush any of those guys back? At this point, you're not going to make the playoff, so I don't need Curry to get his sea legs back in late March or April. And same thing with Clay Thompson. If you want to sit Draymond Green for that because you're going nowhere, they, they played more a power ton of, to you. They played a ton of games yeah. over their career. Why make them play a few more now? Right. They, they have a legitimate reason to tank. And because they could be really good again next year, particularly depending on what happens in the draft and yeah, what they you, do there. Can you imagine how the West looks right now? And then you just get to, I mean, the Warriors basically oh, wait, the big dogs add water back. and stir. I mean, are they going to be good? The only question to them, are they going to be good, very good, or great? Well, fine. That's the way well, I want them, it. I want well, as right much competition as possible. You want to increase the regular season interest and not have a decline in TV ratings. You can trump up the schedule, and if they want to trump up the schedule, whatever they want to do, and create some in-house or in-season tournament, I don't care about any of that stuff. Yeah, but, but get the, the stars back. The That'll best way, to, in my mind, is make it as competitive as possible. That's what the NFL has. You know, the, the games matter because – you're, you're appealing to players' pride. You've got seven, eight good, really good teams in the West. Yeah, you better show up or else you're going to get buried. And so it will sort of take care of itself. That's what I would like to see. So get the Warriors healthy and bring them back. And that, to me, that just adds interest. And you're, you need to 
keep pace and try to get better and whatnot. And the Jazz are in a good spot. They're competitive with all these teams. And I'm looking forward to when we get to March to play those Lakers because of the changes that the Jazz have made and how much better are they. How much It still boils down to their, how real are they. And in a sense, these guys that come on the air and start defending it, they're actually trying to convince people that don't want to be convinced because I don't need convincing. I already know they're good, so I don't have to say, well, yeah, but they beat them by 30, so that takes away the elevation in the back-to-back. It speaks for itself. I don't need to say it. Nobody's justifying, well, LeBron's really good. <laughs> I already know that. So I don't need to screen assist on Rudy because I already know he's a phenomenal ball player. I don't have to justify his talent. His talent is already awesome. It speaks for itself. You're trying to convince people that they're not going to be convinced. So don't try to convince them. Let them know you're the idiot for not believing in it in the first place. I'm not going to try to convince you of something. It speaks for itself. They're really good. And they could have had three days off Indiana. whoop the freaking do I don't care. So, come on! All of this, all of this is going to come down to the question, are they better than the Clippers? Are they better than the Nuggets? Are they, eventually, are they better than the Lakers? The question is, can they beat those teams in the playoffs? The answer is yes. The question of, will they? The answer is, I don't know. All right, I can buy all of that. But that, I want to know. That's Well, you will know. But it's you're hard. not going to know in January and February and March. I, I can literally sit on the couch at home, watch that pace of game in the second quarter, and think, well, the Jazz are going to win this comfortably. That's pretty clear. I wonder if they could take down the Clippers. <laughs> yes, they can. Why would you wonder it? Well, you're right. I do know they can. The question is, will they? And you're right, that's the more accurate question that I'm, I'm pondering as I'm sitting there watching them. It's a 17-point game in the second quarter. They're slaughtering these guys. Yeah, but that's, that's the normal way. That's the way it should be. What's going to happen in the playoffs? You want to turn off? Have no mystery. Who wants to watch that? But when it's mystery and you're not sure, but you, know, you like your chances... And you're all in. That's what the postseason should be in every sport. That's essentially what it is in the NFL. Almost every game is a mystery. It's why everybody's so tuned in. It's why they're fired up for the Super Bowl. It's a mystery. Yeah. Mahomes can't win the game if San Francisco's over there running the ball like they've run it for the last six quarters. Right down the other team's throat. Stop this. You can't. Complain about Garoppolo throwing all you want. Why would he throw? Look at the way they're running it. Who would throw? I'd have Tom Brady handing off. All right, DJ and PK. So, the Jazz versus... How do you feel about the Jazz versus everyone in the West? We'll go through that next. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.